0: Wake Welcome to another episode of Gain and Retain 365, where our goal is to educate and motivate aspiring entrepreneurs, and today we have a very special guest I will allow her to introduce herself.
1: My name is Brianna Slaughter, founder and director of Essential Genesis Learning Academy.
0: Yes. How you doing, Miss Lauder?
1: I am fine. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to have you.
1: I'm glad to be here.
0: For sure. How's your day been going so far?
1: It was a busy day, but, you know, I was able to make it. Yes, I was productive, so I'll say that.
0: Hey, that's a plus. <laughs> that's a yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. I want to dive right in. Mm-hmm. Um, what really motivated you to get into the, the child care industry?
1: Well, you know, being a single mom... Um, I became a single mom when I was a sophomore in college, and so I was still trying to work. My mom wanted to keep my son, but you know I was like, no, I want to bring him to college with me. And so um, I'm like, oh my God, it's so hard finding quality childcare. And so I was just like, it was frustrating, especially with me trying to work and you know go to school. So I was like, you know what? I think when I finish school, I want to open up a childcare center, an overnight center, but. you know, as time went by, I got deeper into accounting. And so, you know, the thoughts kind of leave your mind. But I think when, like, God placed something on your heart, it'll kind of come back up. Right. So it came back up, and, um, man, I just went full force with it. I went back to Arkansas State and got my master's in um, early childhood education services. And then, you know, I opened up. So that really, that really just pushed me, and just seeing my son excel and working with him hands-on, to ensure that he was getting a really good education. And, you know, I was like, man, you know, maybe I could do this with other kids. And I know it's hard, you know, in the underserved community and just other places. Like, I put him in private school, but I'm like, dang, what about the people that can't uh, put their kids in private school? So, you know, maybe I could be the you know, bridge that gap and help kids get a good start, you know, before they go into kindergarten. And so that's kind of how I came up with it. And it was just, you know, a long drawn out process, but I'm here.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm gonna rewind just a little bit. So yeah. initially, you were going to school for accounting.
1: Yeah. So actually, I got my um, bachelor's in accounting. Okay. I got my master's in business administration, and I actually was in the field for like eight years. Really? Yes. And then, my, and I just felt like, you know, I want to do something different. Um, I wanna, um, you know, feel like I'm making a difference. So. I mean, education was it. I would go to my son's award ceremonies. I will light up like a Christmas tree. Really? You know, i even cry. (laughs) It's crazy, but I'm like, yeah, this education thing got a hold on me. And uh, with that being said, I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to pursue it, and I did. You yeah. know what that
0: sounds like to me? That sounds like real passion and purpose, yeah. for yeah. real. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think it is, because, you know, sometimes I tell myself, I said, man, I'm crazy. What was I thinking, like jumping out and <laughs> doing something completely different? And, uh, and then some days I'm like, man, you know, I'm really doing something different, and I'm doing well at something different. So... You know, it's just one of them things you have to. If I think if it's a purpose and you're you're really passionate about it, you will be successful in it. You don't got nowhere to fail. That's you know? true.
0: That's true. Especially if you love it. Yeah. and um, I also like how you said that you want to like bridge that gap for mm-hmm. individuals who really can't afford the childcare right. because it's it's very expensive and I don't know if everybody realizes that especially mm-hmm. if you don't have kids yeah but it's, it's expensive it's, it's very expensive yes
1: like, and it's and you know and I was thinking about my son I'm like man and I seen how in un- underserved communities you don't really get a really good education. But then you have people that can afford to pay for education and then you you know, you just see the difference. It's a more mm-hmm. water, you the people that don't pay is a watered down it's on a watered down scale and you know I ain't really like that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to do something different.
0: I like that. I like that. So how did you come up with the name?
1: So I was re- I was thinking, I'm saying I said, okay, if this gon if I'm gonna be doing Child care, early child care. What, what can I, what, how can I make this unique? How can I give it real meaning? So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I said, well, you know, early childhood education, it's important beginnings. But I'm like, dang, that ain't gonna sound good as a important beginning. So I'm, I'm sitting, I'm thinking. I said, what, what does important mean? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I like essential. Mm-hmm. So essential is important, and it's, it's more advertising than important.
0: It is. It <laughs> so is.
1: I'm like, yeah, essential. Then I'm like, okay, what about beginnings? Because I just can't say beginnings. And so then I was like, you know what? Genesis. Because I felt like God gave me the vision, mm. so I wanted to include like him that. in there. I like that. And so important beginnings, but how do I make it more advertising? I came up with Essential Genesis Learning Academy. Mm. And so there you have it. I mean, mm. I, I'm, man, yeah, I like writing that. down words, mm. trying to find synonyms. <laughs> but I wanted it to really um, stand out, and I really wanted it to mean something. So wanted it to mean something, so that's how I kind of came that's up a with dope,
0: it. That's a dope name. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of yeah. purpose behind it. I like that. I like that. So, what was the first step? How did we jump this off?
1: Who it was long, you know, because I had never did child care before. So, I'm like, I'm asking people and I'm reaching out and I'm trying to, you know, get resources. But, like, people wasn't as helpful as I thought they would be, you I know? I believe. And so, I'm, I'm like, hey, do I need to get a grant? You know, well, do I need to have a degree in um, early childhood education? You know, people would give me bits and pieces, bits and pieces, but... It's
0: not it's not mandatory that you have a degree in it? Is it's it? not
1: mandatory, but, but now, if you want to become a director, they do want you to have a degree. Um, beforehand, they would let you, like, grandfather in if you didn't have a degree as a director, but now they do want you to come in with a degree in okay. some type of education. Now, it's, you know, they put more requirements on um for center directors so it's a little more difficult but at the time that i was doing it um like two years ago it wasn't like mandatory okay so you know i just i said you know what i I've been in accounting for eight years and i'm going to be working with people kids and so i said i'm gonna to have to take that extra step because as a parent I want you to be knowledgeable of what you're doing, mm-hmm. with, you know, with kids. So I'm like, you know, I don't want parents to even have to question it. I want them to know that how serious I am about serving them and serving their kids. So I just took went the extra mile, even though it wasn't necessary, because I already had two degrees. So yeah, I just wanted to, you know, overly be prepared. I
0: like that. I like that. <laughs> so you are definitely the director of your.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm there every day, okay. eight hours, sometimes twelve. If my um, if I have staff out, I'm there. In the classroom too. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I started in the classroom before I got big. I was actually in the classroom um, with the preschool kids.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, um, what what age age range do you do?
1: So I accept six weeks to 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. So I have four classrooms and an after school
0: program. Wow.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: So it's moving into it, um, was the first thing, finding location? What, what did you do?
1: Yeah. So I did have to find a location and it was like long because in my mind, with I'm just like a person that I see, I, I dream big. So I don't see nothing small. So for me, I was like, you know what, I'm going to build a million dollar um, location. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I was like, you know what, I, you know, in my mind, I just had so much big stuff. And, and, and I had to bring myself back to reality, like, you know, you have to start somewhere. Right, you have right. to start somewhere. And so I uh, I started looking everywhere, Craigslist. I was looking, like Googling. And so I seen this place on Craigslist, and I was like, oh my God, that's a nice little um, place. So I called the lady and I asked her, could I come check it out? And she told me, yeah. So I went there, and it wasn't the owner, but it was his assistant. And um, I goes in. And it, it was previously a daycare, which I didn't know that. Wow. So that's crazy. So I went in there and I'm checking it out. And I'm like, oh, it's dirty, it's nasty. You know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. And um, I'm looking around, I said, but it was previously a childcare center, so I could make it work. And then I'm like, you know what, I, I don't know. I, you know, I was mixed emotions with the building at first. So I got back to work because I went on my lunch break. So I got back to work and I and it's like I was sitting there and something came to me and said, you know, this is your first time doing childcare. It's okay to start small. You know, the building is it's, it's big enough for what you're trying to do. It's not going to be nothing hard to get it in get in there and clean it up. So you know, I just had to I had to keep talking to myself and and realize that I had to start somewhere. I wasn't going to jump out there and get a million dollar bill. It wasn't realistic. Right, so right. I had to keep being realistic with myself and I had to keep talking to myself. You know, in this process, because you know, it you know, sometimes us as human, we just get crazy and we just want what we want. Right. But it just didn't work like that. And so I actually went with that building. It was affordable for me starting out, and it was, you know, it was it pretty much had everything I needed. It wasn't going to need a whole lot of work starting out. So it was affordable, and I went with it, even though I did not want that.
0: I got you. I got you. (laughs) You know what, I like the fact that you had a humongous dream, right? Yeah, and, yeah. You, and you said the key thing, like, it was so big of a dream, it scared you.
1: Yeah, it did. if your
0: dreams don't scare you, it ain't big enough. Yeah,
1: it's, like, it scared me. Like, yeah. it, it scared me. Like, it did. But, you know, I just was like, I can do it, you know. Right. I I just keep whispering, I, I, I got this, I got this. So, yeah.
0: I like the mindset. Um. So i'm curious so the fact that it was previously a daycare that mm-hmm. helped you out a lot i'm sure it, it did so you really had to get in and do a lot of cleaning
1: mm-hmm. what all
0: steps did you have to take to get everything up to cold with the department mm-hmm. of health and whatever other requirements that, that come along with it
1: mm-hmm. so i know it was previously a daycare but they did not serve food um, mm-hmm. i did know that i wanted to serve food um so i did have to get some renovations done to the kitchen i had to add a. Um, a three-compartment sink, Mm -hmm. and then I had to um, add a hand-washing sink, so I know I had to do that. And then they had, like, some carpet, and it was just filthy. Um, I got all the carpet um, pulled up, and and I got new flooring. And so the paint, the walls was, like, dirty and nasty, so I, like, redid the walls. So, like, for as far as coding, like, requirements, it was more so the kitchen. Okay. I had to just get the three compartment sink and the hand washing sink. But everything else was just like things that I wanted to do.
0: Okay. But you Just know, extra re- cosmetics yeah, to just, make it nice yes, for you. a
1: lot of cosmetic stuff, but for the most part it was up to par. It okay. was up to par. So yeah.
0: So for anyone listening that may be interested in getting in this industry, right, what all licenses and permits do you have to have to run a legitimate childcare facility?
1: So you will have to get, if you decide to get a building, you will have to get the building zoned to do for specifically what you're doing. So for me, it was child care. I had to get the building zone for child care. So um, with this process, you have to you know pick the building. You have to um, go to City Hall um, and let them know what building you're doing. They'll give you some more information on um, the location. Then you do have to send out letters to the surrounding community to ask them if it's okay, if okay. you can open a child care center, um, then... Question, it, mm-hmm.
0: were, and I didn't want to interrupt yeah. you, but were the individuals in that community, were they receptive to you bringing them? Oh, that was fine, they because were?
1: it was a daycare there previously.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, and no it's brainer.
1: so and it's so weird, and the guy that I was renting from, <laughs> mm-hmm. he owned most of the properties around me. Okay. So it all worked It worked out. It all worked out. It did. So um, you have to send out letters. Um, if they do have an issue, they can come to the city hall meeting and say, hey, um, this is why we don't want a chapter center there. Um, they'll voice their opinion. The board will listen to it. And then it'll kind of go from there. Now I did not have that issue. Good deal. So I was able to get that done. You do have to get that done before you can get your business license. And even before you can get um, open through DHS, you have to obtain a business license, and you do have to go through the process with the city hall, whatever community you're in. For me, it was North Little Rock Okay, mm-hmm. okay.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Um, so far as uh, the legal aspect, that's pretty much the basis?
1: It's, that's just the basis of it, and then everything else you'll do through DHS. Um, and they also have, like, with DHS, they have a minimum licensing book, and it's super thick. But... Everything you need to know is in that book, and like even before I contacted my um, specialist, I had read the book like three, four times, so it kind of put me in a mindset on jumping ahead of things, mm-hmm. so when I did finally call her and she came out to check everything out, she gave me a go. She just said, hey, it, it looked good, but I went by specifics. What the book told me to do, that's what I did. Um, I just met all the requirements in the book, because it, it's, it's, a, it's a clear layout. Of what you need to do, and so I just got the book and, and went from there.
0: Okay, okay. I'm glad you mentioned DHS. So, with you, you guys dealing with children, right? Mm-hmm. DHS is 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 like really involved, right? Yes. And you <laughs> you are you guys are mandated reporters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. could you could you speak on that a little bit?
1: So DHS um, it's their responsibility to come out and ensure that you are providing quality care. So they're gonna pop up, you know. They're gonna check to make sure you don't have any. It's um, random. Yeah, random. They don't. They're gonna make sure you don't have anything out that could cause harm to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna make sure you know things are labeled. They're going to ensure that they have a safe place to sleep. Um, they're going to make sure that the spacing is correct when they're sleeping. Um, it's, you know, it's just various things. Like I say, the book is thick, but you have to make sure you're doing all those things when they do pop up and come out. You right, know, right. Um, for instance, um, they can't have TV time, like in the infant room. You can have an iPad or you can have a TV, but they cannot have screen time. If you want to use that TV or the DVD player for music, that's fine. But you cannot have them watching screen time. Really? So if they pop up and they see that they're, you know, you have the iPad on and you got it propped up or something like that, or the TV on, yeah, you'll get rolled up. Or if you have them on the cots and it's not spaced out enough, you know, as far you know, keep down germs and different things, they'll write you up. labeled cups. You know, they want to make sure each child cup is labeled. How can you distinguish that one cup is for one kid if it's not labeled? True. true. So they you know they just try to make sure that you are providing quality care. So um yeah they just pop up and they come through and they checking everything. So they They keep you on your toes. They keep you on your toes. They keep you on your toes. But you know the good thing about that was um I had a lot of workers. Like my first year I went through like thirty workers crazy, but I did. But the weird thing about it was they'll come in and say, hey, you know, at my last center I worked at, we got rolled up for this. Or hey, at my last center we worked at, um, you know, they came in and they dinged us for this. And instead of me being a leader like, hey, no, like, no, we're doing it my way. I was, like, it. I was like, I was like, say, so what you say we need to do? And I immediately changed it. Right. I changed it like right then. I'm like, okay, and what else they and what else they did? And you right. know, like I would always pick pick their brains. I had never done it before, so I felt like that was the perfect way for me to gain knowledge because they had been in previous centers, mm-hmm. and I haven't. And so it kept me from being wrote up.
0: I like that. I like that. <laughs> you you were able to be humble enough, and yeah. Keep open mind and learn from them, yes. Instead of you know being. Arrogant or whatever, like no, my way or no way. Yeah, uh, uh.
1: I like that. I was (laughs) like, I was like, tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What what else you know? Yeah, like what else you know? And I and they know I would tell them, but um, it helped out tremendously. And you know, I at first I was like, oh my God, staffing is the devil. (laughs) But you know what? I just started learning from them, man. And you know, I said, well, maybe it's just a season for them. And I'll let them stick their season out. I'll get what I can get from them. And you know, I just didn't take it as I didn't I didn't look at it so negatively as i did going in but like now they come and they go
0: i really want to touch on that too because i know it's 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 a challenge finding quality staff right it is and i know it's like a revolving door Mm -hmm. um so how do you deal with that
1: it's hard it is stressful um you know i don't never know you know i may wake up in the morning and i got two i might have two three Oh, my child's sick. I'm sick. You know, I can't come in. That's three people. I'm down. And so that make me have to be more hands on. And um, sometimes it's just it's, it's just get stressed. Sometimes it's a chain reaction. You have four or five people to leave or you have to fire somebody. And it's a challenge. And so, you know, I had to up pay. You know, I, I started paying more. I do incentives. Anything that I can do to keep quality people, I have to do it. And I say, you know, we make the money. And sometimes people don't want to put the money back into business. But I don't see it like that. I know that I can't run a quality center by myself. Mm-hmm. So I like to keep quality people. And so I just do what I can to keep my good people around. You know, I treat them good. I treat them with respect. And, you know, that's what I do. And even sometime then... People still elite, right?
0: Right, yeah. Right, but you
1: right. know, I think for me, it's just now. It used to stress me out really bad. You know, I'd be like, oh my, you know, dreading Monday. I don't know what Monday gonna be like. But I just try to look at it from a different perspective and just change my mindset on it. And like now, I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna do what I have to do, right. and, and it'll be better. You know, right. some people gonna come. <laughs> right. You know, you have to just think, you have to stay positive. And sometimes I think our mindset kinda it affects how we. You know maneuvering how we feel, so yeah. So yeah.
0: Um. So let me ask you this: So, how many staff members do you have on a daily basis?
1: Like twelve or thirteen. Okay. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. So what's what's the ratio per classroom?
1: So like in my infant room is one to five. Okay. So I have ten. So I got two teachers in there. Um. In my toddler room, I have um like my beginning toddlers, um is one to eight. So I have two teachers, sixteen. And then in my second toddler class is 1 to 12, so I got, like, 20. And it's two teachers, but I can't have 24. But I just try to keep it, you know, manageable. Gotcha. Um, in my preschool classroom, it's, like, 1 to, uh, is it, like, 1 to, uh, it could be, like, 1 to 15, 1 to 12. It's in between, just depending on the age group. And so we have, like, 20, 21, 22 in preschool. After school, you can have, like, 1 to 18
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: so it's got like it just varies from the age group and so how you put them in the classroom. Smaller the
0: kid, the more attention mm-hmm. they they require. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Right, right. And the older they get, the more, the more you can get to one. I so. got you. I
0: got you. Um, so you got everything started, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, business is ready to roll. Open the doors. Mm-hmm. What did you do to get kids? <laughs> what did you do to get them coming?
1: So I was like sponsoring stuff on Facebook. I was sponsoring ads. I I did a commercial. Um, I did a lot of stuff, and even when I opened up the doors, June first, twenty twenty, I had one kid. one kid, one kid, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm not ever gonna get more kids," you know, and I was be, I would be sad, but I was just happy to have one kid, right? And um, it was months, months went by, and that's what I tell people: you have to endure that part of it, right? You know, you what if it's not booming coming out the door? Like, are you passionate enough about it? To, to stick with it, you know, when the money's not really there. And I still was working, I couldn't quit my job at that point right, because-
0: right. Not
1: with one kid. Not with it. one kid. Oh. I'm like, shoot, the, um, the rent still have to be paid. Um, utilities ain't free. So I was working. Um, I had one staff member then, and I would call my mom. She would come and help me out and you know, keep the one kid for free. <laughs> then I had to hire a girl. And so I was still working. And um, the days that um, they couldn't come in, I'd be on the floor. Working and, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Whatever it takes to keep this show on the road. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And it was just way more manageable with one kid. I'm sure it was. And so it, that's it. And you know, the crazy thing is, it's like I blinked and like they was just falling in there. And like sometimes I still try to pace myself back. I was like, okay, I know it was Kinsley. Dang, you know, how did we get to 76? Uh, and it still just be a blur sometimes because sometimes stuff gets moving real fast. Um, and since I've been open, I have expanded twice. Cause as I told you before, the building that I opened, it I only could hold thirty kids, so I filled up pretty quickly. After a couple of months, it's just like the building was filled, mm. <laughs> and then it was like, dang, I got to get more space. And um, my the guy who was renting out the building to me, he called me about his building next door, and he said, hey, I had um, a few deals to fall through, and I was just wondering if you and your husband would like to get this building also, like you're doing amazing back there, you have grown tremendously, like, you know, would you like to get this building, and I'll do whatever it takes to get it up to par, and I was like, really, and um, so that's how that went, so I didn't even necessarily call him to expand, I was working on what I had, he called me. Hmm. And I just went with it. That's a, that's a blessing. <laughs> no, it's a blessing. Like, I cried. Because to rewind back, when I'm looking at buildings, I wanted that one first. I really just couldn't afford it, though. And then he had some people occupying it, but they was in the process of moving out, but we didn't know how long. Right, right. So I went with the small building, and I was like, man, I really wanted the bigger building. But, you know, it's, it's crazy how stuff work out, right? Yeah, everything in, in, <laughs> yeah, in his time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: That's dope. Um. So I see how they how they how they eventually came um, yeah. what 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 have you been doing to retain them to keep them coming back?
1: You know what in this in this field, it's new to me, but the only advantage I look at it as I'm a parent, man, I'm a ticky parent, so with me being ticky, I'm like, I know what I would want as a parent, I know what I would want to see as a parent, and that's what I give them like i I don't feed I feed them what I would feed my son. I buy toys that I would buy for my son. So like they have the best of everything only because like when I look at them, I'm looking at 76 of my babies. And so they gonna have the best of everything because I only want the best for my son. And so they're like, oh my God, y'all got them so spoiled. Oh my God, y'all do this, y'all y'all just do too much. I'm like, no, we don't. Like this is this is what I do for my babies. So I think with that being said, like, and sometimes parents come get the kids. They ain't even. They don't want to go home. Really? Yeah. So like with that being said, them parents know that them kids taken care of. Now, you do have parents you can't please. But see, this is the thing. Like I tell them, I said one thing I do know. I'm giving you my best because what I do here is what I would do for my son. And if I'm doing it for my son, it's the best. And if my best isn't good enough, it's a lot of sinners down the street. (laughs) It's a lot of them down the street. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't want you to be here and you're unhappy and you're disturbing my peace. Mm. And I don't want to... I don't want you to be unhappy. It's unhealthy for both of us it at is. this point. So, yeah, I think it's best that you do yeah. something different. And
0: if you gave it your all, then you yeah, can sleep at night.
1: That's it. Yeah. That's it. And um, I think sometimes in business, too, like, we're scared to let go. But, like, for me, I'm not going to be scared because I feel like if my all isn't good enough for you, this not the place for you. So, you know, that's one of them things. You, I just feel like, you know, I hate it, but, yeah.
0: That's that's simple, though. I, yeah. I completely understand that. Yeah. Completely. Um, so, you know, starting any business is going to be some adversity, right? Mm-hmm. What were some of the trials and tribulations that you faced that really stand out to you to this day?
1: <clears throat> I think, um, uh, you know what? I, I have, I had a lot, <laughs> but I'm trying to think the ones that stick with me the most. I think staffing.
0: That's okay. I,
1: I, think, g- I think staffing. Yeah. So think about me. My first year going through like thirty people.
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: And I always told people, I said, "If I ever left, it'll be because of staffing." <laughs> it's hard. It's I st- staffing is really hard. It's it's hard. So, I think that was the biggest trial. It still is a trial, you know. Uh, but I'm just learning to deal with it better, and I'm just, you know, implement things to just try to keep the people that really do wanna work around, you know?
0: I got you, I got you. Um, I'm curious, were there any um, any anyone in this particular industry that you look to for motivation and guidance when you first got started?
1: So I do, I have two mentors. Um, one of them name is Carmel Boyd, and uh, one of them is Leslie Jefferson. Both of them have been in the childcare industry for years. Um, one retired. Um last year, and then Ms Carmel, she's still running um, in North Florida Rock, but we talk almost every day. Uh, she called me, she said, "Hey, did you do this? Did you do this? Hey, um, this is out there. You need to look into this. Hey, check on this. Um, and I think for me, that's really big because normally you don't have anybody that that wants you to ex- that want you to excel. And like she like, I want you to excel. I want you to do better than me when I started. And so she's like, no, don't do this. You know, you need to keep keep up with this. Stay, you know, she called me. She called me every day. We talk every day. That's amazing. And so, you know, it's it's for both of us, it's like, hey, and I'll call her and I'll say, hey, I'm going to shoot you over this. And, you know, this is something that I put together. I think it'll be dope, you know. You you use it at your center. and. So we just kind of piggyback off each other. But she had way more experience. So, she, you know, she giving me way more free game than I can ever give her right, <laughs> right, with right. anything. But so it's, it's just it's, it's dope to me. And I thank God for people like that because it's it's rare.
0: It is. And you I, know, was gonna, it's rare. I was going to say a lot of uh, individuals would look at you as competition. Yeah. And they wouldn't want to give you any advice. Right. But right. that's amazing. She, she yeah. does that.
1: Yeah. And um, Leslie, she have came and worked for me. I had to fire a girl and I was out of ratio. And I called, and I said, I know you're retired, um, but, hey, I really, can you just come and and work this classroom for me? I'll give you anything, (laughs) like, whatever you need. I just need somebody here. And she came. Wow. She came. And so, like, stuff like that, man, I'll never, I'll never be able to, you know, forget it or, you know, not mention them when you think about success, you know? So, Yeah good, dope leadership.
0: <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Have you had anyone come to you uh, seeking advice, wanting to be a mentee maybe?
1: Yeah, I um, mm. I have a lot of um, college girls, college kids, but they're going to school to be teachers. And so, man, they look to me for a lot of advice. They look to me for, you know, guidance. And that's what I be for them. And sometimes I do have to be hard on them, but I tell them, I'm like, I want you to do good. Like, you cannot, in this industry, in no field, you cannot fall under pressure. And you have to develop tough skin. And if, you're, if you decide to be a leader, you cannot be a weak leader. You see That's what I'm sure. saying? That's you true. will not succeed. You know, if anything ruffle your feathers and everything causes you to fall, you will not succeed in this business and no business. It, even if it's nursing, because I know I have people that are, you know, going to school for nursing. I'm like, you, in order to, it's, it starts here. The work ethic that you have here is going to follow you. You know, so I try to give them the resources that they need to succeed. And one thing about me, I tell them, I say, this is your start. You may not finish here, and I'm okay with that yeah, because yeah. I want you to do good. I want you to, you know, go and excel. But the fact, I, whatever I can give you, I want you to utilize that as a resource to be a good whatever you want to be. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's one thing they'll tell you. They'll come and say, "Miss Brianna, you know, I got to leave. Right. And they'll be like, you know, nervous. I'm like, oh my God, where are you going? I'm happy for right, you. Right, right. So, because I do feel like, you know, once they gone and what I have planted with them and the seeds that I have sown with them, um, he's going to send me somebody else, you know? So, of course. that's 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 my mindset always yeah. on uh, my, you know, my workers being there and excelling so yeah i think i mentor a whole lot sometimes so you know i'm not saying anything else i'm not I'm, I'm tired of talking but i find myself talking again and just oh, telling God. them um you know what i think would be best and you know i, I just try to be patient with
0: them it's something it, it's just in you but all true leaders should aspire to turn their followers into leaders
1: yeah that's you true know,
0: I mean, they can't follow you forever. You want to transition them into the next step. for real, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so when they come to you and they tell you they're getting ready to leave, it's like, I know you're going to do bigger and better things. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. One of my girls, she just graduated, and um, I got a friend, he's a um, principal. And I'm like, hey, I called him up. I said, hey, I got someone that just finished school. I think she'll be good down there with you. And um, he called her up, got her resume, called her up, and she was, like, super excited. But she was more so excited. She was like, "Man, I, you know, I'm excited because if he leads like you, I know I'ma be in good hands, you know." And I said, "No, he do leads like me, and that's why i recommended him, you know, for you." <clears throat> so, stuff like that make me happy, it make me proud.
0: That's good. Um, I'm curious. What are, what are some of your dreams, goals, and aspirations moving forward?
1: Um, I really want to expand. Um, I want to have like multiple locations. Um, I want to get into real estate, so um, I just want to be, like, well-rounded. I'm really trying to build, you know, generational, generational wealth for me and my family, and so that's, that's the goal. Like, I'm putting in work. I'm putting in work. I'm putting in the time just to, you know, do things. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about writing a book. It's just a lot of different things, but I do know I want to perfect one thing at a time. I'm going to pace myself. And so right now, my main thing is just perfecting getting a center to a really, really good place. You know, I'm still learning. So I think I'm almost there, though, you know. So, but that, real estate, maybe writing a book. Cool,
0: cool. (laughs) What what advice would you give anyone looking to become an entrepreneur, regardless of what industry they want to get into?
1: I would tell them... If you feel like God has placed something in your heart, do it. Like don't let nobody deter you from a vision that you have because they don't see the vision. It's it's your vision. Just go 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 for it. Never fold under pressure. Like starting out, is going to be hard. You won't get the clientele. You won't get the customers. But at the end of the day, you have to know if this is something that you're passionate about. You're giving it your all. Things will turn around. Um, I would say, you know, stay focused, stay, you know, stay consistent. And another thing, you know, if you feel like it's a lot going on, you know, mentally, because you have to be mentally capable in order to, you know, produce good work, you know, talk to somebody. You know, even for me, like, I got a therapist. I talk to somebody because of my stress levels. And I feel like, you know, you have to have a well-balanced life, and it's okay to get help. That's, That's a big thing. Talk to somebody. Get help. Have a really good support group. Um, and just, you know, just go for what you know, you know. That's that's a big one, I know, because I know it's stressful. It's really stressful. True,
0: true story. Any business.
1: Yeah, anything. And, you know, and I know sometimes people will fold, and you fold when you don't have a person to talk to, and, you, and you're trying to keep it all in. See, like me, I'm going to talk. Like, hey, this is bothering right, me. Right, right, right. This is what's going on. I'm going I'm yeah. to call people. Let me vent. I'm, I'm going to vent. And so... I don't, let, I don't let myself get overloaded, you know, and it's okay. I'm like, hey, it, 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 it's, it's a lot. And so with that being said, I just say keep a good balance. Keep a good balance of everything and, just, and, and know what you know. Like with me, I'm confident. I don't know nothing. I didn't know nothing about childcare, but I was confident in what I could produce. And another thing is if you're going into a new field and you feel like you're called to a new field, you bring your u- uniqueness to the field. You don't conform to the field because it's a million things. It's a million childcare centers. But I knew that I could bring my uniqueness to the field. So you take your uniqueness to whatever it is that you're going to do, and you don't get conformed to what everybody else is doing. You take what you have to offer to that field, and you like let that. it work for you. I like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, a lot of times we'll let the situation change us Yeah. and forget who we really are. That's <clears> it,
1: because I know I had people that say, hey, you know what you should do? Go into other centers and you know, you can get a general idea. But see I knew that wouldn't work for me because I'm a perfectionist. Now I go to the center and it's a beautiful center. Now I, all of my work is gonna be trying to, you know, get match, be, up, to that. match up to this or center. Go <laughs> <laughs> or go better. Or go better. And I'm like, No, I can't put that on my mind. Like but what I did do, the stuff that I the um, ideas I had in my head and the things that I knew that I wanted to implement as a parent that's what I did. And look at me now, I never stepped foot inside another center mm. because I knew that wouldn't be good for me. But that,
0: that, it wasn't your vision no, anyway.
1: No. That wasn't. And so I like to utilize what I have, uh, my vision. And people say, oh my God, I have a lot of people come in at DHS and just different people. They say, oh my God, it's like you've been here for years. Like, how was you able to do this? And I'm like, I follow, you know, what God gave me. I follow my vision. I follow my thoughts. I follow my ideas. And this is how I'm here.
0: That's dope, that's dope. Uh, um, one last question, I didn't, I didn't touch on it. Um, just for anyone that's curious, mm-hmm. is the childcare industry, is it a profitable industry?
1: It is very profitable, it is very profitable. Um, I went in in 2020, I started in June. So my first tax return I did, I had, I accrued a, a $40,000 loss. So yeah, but then turn around a year later in 2021, I was able to account for that 40,000 loss and still was profitable as a business, like very profitable.
0: And that's amazing. Just your second year.
1: Just my second year, yeah. and I know my CPA was like, you know, you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> he was like, this amazing. He said it just was amazing that going into my second year that it take it usually take a business five years to do what I did in two. Right. So um, he was, like, really, like, proud. And, you know, having people like that around you, having a good CPA, having a good mentor, those people speak life into you. Yeah, they do. Shout out
0: to Mike, too. Yeah. That's a good good dude. He set this up, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Mike. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, having good people around, because I'll be talking to Michael on the phone. I'm like, you know, Michael, I'm just... I'm stressed, and I'm like, you know what? You know what? I got to find something else, <laughs> you know. And I'd be talking to him, and he said, you know, you just don't give yourself enough credit, you know. He said, you have done amazing, and just having people and my mentor, same thing. She's like, no, it gets better. You know, you're not. You're gonna be here for a long time because you are good. And so, you need people around you that's gonna speak life into you when you feel like you just can't keep going or you just can't keep pushing. You need people that's gonna speak life into you, life into your vision. And the people around me um, are amazing. Um, getting started, um, Mr. Slaughter, my mom, my family, they were amazing. My friend, um, my small building, she helped paint the whole freaking building. We had, to, you know, we, <laughs> we did a fresh coat of paint. We in there on our hands and knees painting. But you know you have to have people willing to help you bring stuff to life, and look at it now. And I know they're proud because they played a part in the success of it. Right. One kid, now it's seventy-six kids. I get to help people find employment, thirteen people. So it's like it's it's a big deal for me because it's like man, you know, in my mind, I never thought it would be that big. And people like, oh, hey, are you gonna do another location? I already waiting list somehow long. You know, I can't even put more kids in the classroom, and people call me and say, "Can you please?" I'm like, "I promise you, as soon as you know right, somebody right. move up, we're not it. in to turning yeah. kids down. That's not it. I, I just don't got. It. I can't. Right. You know, I don't, I don't have the it's space. A, it's a good
0: problem, but it's a bad problem. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah.
1: So you know, I try. I'm like, man, I do what I can to get my people in, too. but yeah, it's it's very profitable and it's very rewarding because you get to work and make a living off of doing something that's going to make a difference in kids' lives. Because they're the even, future. Yeah, and even parents, because guess what? They get to go to work yes. with a peace of mind yes. because they know we love their babies. They know we're taking care of them. So, you know, I feel good just being able to do all of that. I you like
0: know? it. I like that. Any Anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we sign off?
1: No, I think that's it. I think that's it. If you're ever looking into getting into the child care field and you do need help, you can always reach out to me or give me a call. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Essential Genesis Learning Academy. Um, I'm not really hard to reach, but just just reach out to me, Facebook, Instagram, and I'll be willing to help anybody um, looking to get into the field.
0: Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you for coming. Yeah. We wish you well on all your future endeavors.
1: Yes, thank you. I, I'm, I'm wishing. I'm hoping
0: it's gonna happen. I, it's gonna happen. So we're gonna speak into existence. That's it. And I wish yeah. you
1: well, also. This is this is amazing. This is like my first podcast, so I think it's so dope. And hey, you did a great job. <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you.